thank you very much. You are listening to The Jazz Focus. I'm your host, John Clark, and we are on WETF, the jazz station in South Bend, Indiana. So thank you very much for making a little time in your week for us this week, and uh, hope you're making The Jazz Focus a habit. We are going to be focusing today on some sessions that were made for a couple of different record labels in the mid-1940s, Keynote and HRS, which was short for the Hot Record Society. And uh, these sessions are going to be united by the presence of Harry Carney, the great baritone sax player with Duke Ellington's band. Harry Carney was born in 1910 in Boston, and he uh, uh, was a piano player and played clarinet as a boy. He didn't take up saxophone until his teen years, but by the time he was about 17 or so, he was proficient enough that he was invited to uh, travel one summer, I think it was the summer of 19... 26 or so with uh, the Duke Ellington Band that was touring up on the Shribman Circuit in New England. They did that every summer. And uh, time came, I guess the next year, when Ellington was in need of a saxophone player and he remembered young Harry and he sent for him. And uh, Harry's parents allowed him to go even though he was only 17 at the time. And uh, Carney remained with Ellington for the rest of his career. In fact, he only outlived Ellington by four or five months into the 1974. So he was with him for uh, about 40 years, which was, or 45 years, which is pretty remarkable for uh, a band musician of the time. So Harry Carney was usually featured in the Ellington Band on baritone sax, occasionally on clarinet or bass clarinet, but his main role was to anchor the saxophone section and really the whole band with a big resonant sound that he had. Uh, it was usually on sessions like the ones we're going to be listening to today when he was given more solo space and he was allowed to improvise more freely. Uh, he's generally thought of as not a great improviser, but uh, these sessions will show that he certainly was very good, uh, even though that was not uh, the side of his personality that Ellington valued uh, for the most part, although he certainly gave him lots of solo opportunities over the years. Having said that uh, he was a great baritone sax player, I have to say that the first two tunes we heard didn't feature him on baritone sax. We actually heard some bass clarinet, which he was uh, beginning to uh, play on a regular basis in the mid-1940s. The first session we're listening to, those first tunes and the next two coming up, were done by Rex Stewart's Big Eight. And these were recorded on June 5th of 1944 and released on the Keynote label, although they were apparently recorded for HRS, that record label I mentioned earlier, the Hot Record Society. But because because these were the war years, and I believe there was a shellac shortage. Um, HRS, which was a very small company, couldn't put them out, so they sold or leased the masters to Keynote, and they appeared on that label. So appearing with Rex Stewart and his Big Eight, of course, Rex Stewart on cornet, he had been with the Ellington Band from about 1934 to 1945 or so, and led many of his own dates. He played with Fletcher Henderson and uh, lots of other groups, Louis Russell and, and many, very uh, interesting and somewhat eccentric stylist on cornet, but very, uh, very hot in every way. Lawrence Brown was on trombone. He had played with Paul Howard's Quality Serenaders in the early 30s out on the West Coast before being brought east uh, to play with the Ellington Band, and he was with Ellington for many decades as well, although he left for a little while to go on tour with the Johnny Hodges Band when several of the members left Ellington, temporarily as it turned out. Tab Smith is on alto sax. He played in a sort of a Johnny Hodges style, uh, although he was uh, probably a more fiery player. He uh, had played or was playing at the time with Count Basie's band. He played with the Millsville Rhythm Band before that and made quite a few recordings uh, in small groups during the 1930s and 40s. He later became a noted rhythm and blues player and had a, a string of very successful recordings on the United label. 
In the rhythm section, we have Johnny Guarneri on piano. He's very uh, omnipresent on jazz dates in the 1940s, playing, first of all, with Artie Shaw, but on many recordings with uh, Lester Young and Ben Webster, Don Bias for Savoy Records, many others. Uh, Brick Flegel is on guitar. He's an interesting character. He uh, was a good friend of Rex Stewart's, and he recorded somewhat frequently, but mostly for the Hot Record Society label. He was also a composer and an arranger. He had a big band that uh, played his own arrangements, but he appeared on many of these uh, Hot Record Society sessions and seemed to organize them as well. He wrote uh, the first tune that we heard, which was called The Little Goose, and uh, that featured uh, Tab Smith and uh, a little bit of Harry Carney on bass clarinet. We also have Sid Weiss on bass and Cozy Cole on drums. So after The Little Goose, we heard Swamp Mist, a sort of an Ellingtonish mood piece that was composed by Rex Stewart. So we're going to move on and do the other two sides from this recording session, and uh, they are called uh, I'm True to You, which is a Rex Stewart tune, and Zaza, which was by Brick Flegel. So two more tunes from this, uh, actually I reversed them, I'm True to You was Brick Flegel and Zaza was by Rex Stewart. So either way, we will hear the Rex Stewart Big Eight recording these for Keynote Records on uh, June 5th of 1944. Following that, we're going to jump to an interesting little session done under Harry Carney's name. He didn't record under his own name too often during his life. He was one of the few Ellington Horn players that didn't have a series of recordings uh, under his own name, but he appeared on many of them. This one uh, was uh, Harry Carney's Big Eight, done, in this case, for the Hot Record Society and recorded on March 18th of 1946. And we have a somewhat more diverse personnel on this recording. We have Joe Thomas, the great black trumpet player who played with Fletcher Henderson and Benny Carter. We've done a couple of podcasts on him. If you'd like to check those out, my podcast is The Jazz Focus. You can find it on Anchor.fm, Spotify, Apple Music, all sorts of places. So with Joe Thomas, we have Lawrence Brown again on trombone. Otto Hardwick is on alto sax. He had been with Ellington in the 20s and off and on up through the mid-40s. He had a very light, sweet singing style of saxophone playing. He was a very good musician, uh, very distinctive uh, and distinct in sound quality from Johnny Hodges, who he sat next to in the band for many years. We have Ted Nash on uh, tenor sax. He was a white player who was playing with Les Brown's band, very good technician, and uh, very warm sound as well. He appeared on many keynote and uh, Hot Record Society sessions. We have Jimmy Jones on piano. We'll hear a session that was led by him a little bit later. Harry Carney, of course, on baritone sax and bass clarinet. Billy Taylor on bass. He had been with the Ellington Band for quite a while. And the anchor of the Jimmy Lunsford Band, Jimmy Crawford on drums. So the two tunes we're going to hear from that session, to begin with anyway, are Minor Mirage and Jamaica Rumble. So those are our four tunes for this set. Rex Stewart's Big Eight in I'm True to You and Zaza, and the Harry Carney Big Eight, Minor Mirage and Jamaica Rumble. <laughs>
Very good mainstream swing sides by Harry Carney and his Big 8 and Rex Stewart and his Big 8. So Rex Stewart's Big 8 started the proceedings from June 5th of 1944 for uh, keynote records, rather. We heard uh, I'm True to You and Zaza, and they featured some very good playing by the leader, Rex Stewart. Also, some good uh, burly Harry Carney playing on baritone sax on I'm True to You, particularly, which is based on the song I Found a New Baby. Also, Lawrence Brown on trombone, Tab Smith on alto sax, and a rhythm section of Johnny Guarneri, Brick Flegel, Sid Weiss, and Cozy Cole. Then we heard the two sides, first two sides, by Harry Carney's Big Eight. We heard Minor Mirage and Jamaica Jumble, or Rumble, excuse me, Jamaica Rumble, and that was uh, Harry Carney on baritone sax there, along with Joe Thomas taking some tasty little trumpet uh, solos, Lawrence Brown again on trombone, Otto Hardwick really playing some beautiful alto sax, a little bit outdated by the middle 1940s, but very, very musical, Ted Nash on tenor sax, Jimmy Jones on piano, uh, Billy Taylor on bass, and Jimmy Crawford on drums. So we're going to uh, listen to the remaining two tunes from the Harry Carney session. We're going to hear Shadowy Sands and Candy Cane, both of which are going to feature uh, Carney, some bass clarinet, as well as baritone sax. And we'll hear even more of that from a very similar group, the Jimmy Jones Big Eight, from January 10th of 1946 for uh, the Hot Record Society. Almost the same group, actually, except a different drummer. We still have Joe Thomas on trumpet, Lawrence Brown, Otto Hardwick, Ted Nash, Harry Carney, uh, Jimmy Jones on piano, obviously, it's his date, uh, Brick Flegel on guitar in this case, Billy Taylor, actually, there's no guitar on this, I'm sorry, Billy Taylor on bass, and instead of Jimmy Crawford, we have Shelly Mann on drums. Shelly Mann was playing out on the West Coast. He played with a lot of groups. We may be hearing uh, some sides that he did uh, with Johnny Hodges on a podcast coming up. We're going to be playing some other Hot Record Society um, uh, sides that feature Johnny Hodges. And uh, the uh, Shelley Mann sides were actually done, I think, for Signature, but they are very interesting as well. So the two tunes we're going to hear of Jimmy Jones' Big Eight are... Old Juice on the Loose and Departure from Dixie. These were tunes by Jimmy Jones. He was a very talented piano player. He was an accompanist for Billie Holiday for a while, considered a very good accompanist. Uh, he was also a very good composer and arranger. Uh, he wasn't. Uh, he didn't consider himself to be a great soloist, but he was very effective as a piano soloist. He was certainly better than the typical arranger's piano playing we've come to know from some other uh, good arrangers and composers. Uh, Jimmy Jones could certainly hold his own as a jazz pianist. So those are our four tunes. First of all, the balance of the Harry Carney Big Eight of old, uh, excuse me, of Shadowy Sands and Candy Cane, followed by Old Juice on the Loose and Departure from Dixie by Jimmy Jones and his Big Eight. Thank you. 
Thank you. 
So those were two tunes by the Harry Carney Big Eight and the Jimmy Jones Big Eight. I actually reversed the order of the tunes I announced for Harry Carney. We started out with Candy Cane, and then we went Shadowy Sands. Uh, those featured Harry Carney on baritone sax and uh, on Shadowy Sands uh, for, uh, on bass clarinet as well, along with Joe Thomas on trumpet, Otto Hardwick on alto sax, Lawrence Brown on uh, trombone, Ted Nash on tenor sax, uh, Jimmy Jones on piano, Billy Taylor on bass, and Jimmy Crawford on drums. And then we switched drummers. We put Shelly Mann in the place of Jimmy Crawford and heard from Jimmy Jones' Big Eight. The Harry Carney session was from March 18th of 1946. The Jimmy Jones session from a couple months earlier, uh, January 10th of 1946. And we heard Old Juice on the Loose and Departure from Dixie. A little bit more of a contemporary sound, uh, 1946 standards, I believe. A little more on the edge of bebop on some of that writing, even though these were definitely not bebop players, but some superb solos, especially by Harry Carney. Jimmy Jones, I think, used this session to kind of um, be a tribute to Harry Carney. He got the lion's share of the solo space here, and we're going to hear that on the last two tunes as well. Um, a Woman's Got a Right to Change Her Mind and Muddy Miss. And I think we're going to have time to tuck in a couple of others and give a little preview of the Johnny Hodges program for HRS and other been telling you about on the way up. So we're going to put in two tunes by Sandy Williams and his Big Eight. Sandy Williams was a trombone player who was well known for his association with Chick Webb's band in the 1930s. He also later played with Duke Ellington and uh, before that had played with Fletcher Henderson. He had a very well-traveled uh, career during the 1930s and 40s. And he led this session that was done on November 5th of 1945. This features Harry Carney on baritone sax along with Johnny Hodges on alto, Joe Tom on trumpet, Sandy Williams, of course, on trombone, Jimmy Jones on piano, Brooke Flegel on guitar, Sid Weiss on bass, and Shelley Mann on drums. You get the feeling there's a kind of a stock company of musicians for HRS here. And we're going to hear two of the four tunes. The other two we're going to hear on the Johnny Hodges program because there are more features for him, although we will hear a little Hodges on the uh, first tune. First tune uh, will be Chili Con Carney. And then we're going to follow that up with After Hours on Dream Street. Chili Con Carney was a Harry Carney uh, composition, and After Hours on Dream Street was by the ubiquitous Brick Flegel. And so we'll hear some good arranging touches on there as well. So those are our four tunes that we're going to be hearing to finish up the show. Jimmy Jones, Big Eight, and uh, Woman's Got a Right to Change Her Mind, and Muddy Miss, and Sandy Williams, Big Eight, Chili Con Carney, and Something Jumping Round Here. So, you've been listening to WETF, the jazz station in South Bend, Indiana. This is the Jazz Focus. My name is John Clark, and thank you for joining us this week. I hope you take a little time out of your week to hear some good jazz, and uh, hope to see you again very soon. Thank you. 